1: Boomsies. Episode number 21. The legend that is Ryan Shepard, getting a start. Played golf yesterday. Tanner was in our group. Said to me, Toolsy. Yes, people in the wild call me Toolsy. Said, Toolsy, who's it going to be for episode 21? And I said, Tanner, I have given that zero thought. I am concentrating on hitting this golf ball straight. And that is not going well. So uh, I need to focus on one thing and one thing only. I was hitting my Boomsies golf ball. Man, it goes far into the woods. Got a nice package delivered to the front door the other day. Limited edition Boomsies golf balls. And yes, you yell Boomsies whenever you hit that ball. I I recorded a video. I'm like, okay, guys, this is going to be the hole-in-one. Hit my Boomsies golf ball. Par three, 20 yards over the green. They've got a lot of heat in them. And then if someone finds that Boomsies golf ball on the course, i will say, I gave them all away. I don't know who put it there. But episode 21, Tanner, we're going with Stan Makita. I was going to go with Peter Forsberg since I saw him play. But just because I didn't see Stan Mikita doesn't mean I shouldn't pick him. We don't forget the history because we didn't witness it. Imagine that's how we lived. Who's that on our money? No clue. Never met him. Get Brent Butt on that $10 bill, which he should be. Brent Butt needs to be on currency. A Canadian living legend. Stan Mikita, 1,467 points during his 21-year career. Won a Stanley Cup. Won the heart twice. His number 21, retired by the Chicago Blackhawks. One of the first to ever use a curved blade. How did that happen? His stick got caught in a door once And then he played with it, and he said, this works pretty damn good. I'm going to keep doing this. One of the first players to ever wear a helmet full time because a shot tore half his ear off. He's like, I'm wearing a helmet over this other ear. Stan Makeda, the Steve Jobs of the NHL. He was in Wayne's World. His aunt and uncle, they went to visit his family and him in Slovakia. His aunt and uncle adopted him, took him to Canada. When he was eight, Stan Makita, the most interesting man in the history of the NHL. Welcome to Boomsies, the Stan Makeda Appreciation Podcast and the Norm McDonald Appreciation Podcast. Norm McDonald, who recently passed away, he has a new special out on Netflix. It's called Nothing Special. He recorded it from his home. So he's getting ready for a Netflix special that he was going to to write, perform, and then put out. But he recorded this at home before that. And only Norm Macdonald can pull off this feat. It is brilliant. I can't can't tell a joke the way Norm Macdonald... I can't tell a joke, period. But Norm tells one joke. He's like... Uh, So I went to the doctor. He's like, "Uh, we got to check your blood pressure. I'm like, no, no, you always do that. No, no, we got to check. Got to check your blood pressure. He says, it's 120 over 60. I'm like, what does that mean, doctor? I don't know. I'm just a doctor. (laughs) I'm the same as the doctor. Yeah, your blood pressure is... uh, 130 over 67. Is that good? Nah, I don't know. No one. They're just numbers. Making uh making it seem like I know what I'm doing. Uh, before I came down here, I printed off these uh off these papers, my Stan Makita notes. But at first, the printer it didn't work. So I unplugged it, plugged it back in. What do you know? It worked. So uh I believe this this could be a Norm Macdonald joke. I wrote one here. So, so many times, life's problems can be fixed by just unplugging and plugging it back in. Unless it's your relative and they're in a hospital bed, then you're a murderer. Another lesson learned. There's a fine line between fixing something and becoming a cold-blooded killer. Thank you. Came up with another, I think, uh, Norm Macdonald joke. You, you know what you should never do is let your job be who you are. Like me, I, no one would ever know I'm a, I'm a sportscaster. Again, I'm, I'm telling this about myself. As Norm Macdonald, no one would ever know I'm a sportscaster. I never bring it. I don't point at the TV. Hey, I'm on there. Lawyers should never say, I'm a lawyer. You should just be in a suit. And uh, you're like, uh, I don't know what this guy does. He's just part of this conversation. And that works well, unless you're a clown. And if you're talking to a clown and he doesn't reference that he's a clown, then he's probably a murderer. Thank you. <laughs> have you ever had a conversation with a clown? I haven't. Another life observation given to me by my 11 year old Ruby while driving the other day. And this will stick with me for the rest of my life. She's like, hey father, she calls me father. It's a, it's a real trip. She said, father, have you ever seen a bus? Getting gas? I'm <laughs> like, I haven't. I've never seen a bus getting gas. Good point. No joke. Just an observation from 11-year-old Ruby. Driving to, to the golf course yesterday, saw all the hydro trucks on the highway. Hydro trucks, we see you. You got our power back. Well, most of the, most of the, uh, the province is back with power. And I want to wave to these guys. I want to honk. But if you're driving by these guys and you're honking, they're probably, who the f- is this guy? What's his problem? So I want to make a sign like, we see you. You're- Thank you. Ah. So, Hydro Trucks, we really appreciate your service. Uh, rest in peace, Ronnie Hawkins. Father of Canadian rock and roll. Passed away the other day. Born in Arkansas. Settled in Peterborough, Ontario on Stony Lake. He was made an officer of the Order of Canada. He was a true living legend. The rumor has it, when he was first diagnosed with cancer, oh, 20, 30 years ago, he's like, I'm not, I'm not trying all that uh, chemo and stuff. So he doubled his alcohol consumption, his smoking, and his, uh, his other vices, and then went back to the doctor. The cancer was gone. So I golfed with someone uh, a few years ago who knew him very well. And I asked him, I said, is that true? Is that story true? He said, well, some parts of it are. Some parts of it aren't. But it's a good story to believe, isn't it? I'm like, sure. Let's go with that. So Ronnie Hawkins, rest in peace. He was instrumental in the forming of rock and roll in Canada. Uh, Jim Pearl, who's been on this podcast, good friend of the podcast, I have a major update. This is a 70-year-old man who has no cell phone. He now has a cell phone. I got a text the other day out of the blue from a number I didn't know. It said, Watson, come quickly, first text ever. So I'm very proud to have received Jim Pearl's first text. But how the would I know that was from Jim Pearl? He's got to work on his texting. And then he sent me uh, sent me various pictures of him and his cat that looks a lot like Ron, who's my cat. Uh, I had a question. Is this the greatest Stanley Oh, first no, I had to... I had to... corrections. I really messed up last week. Uh this is from someone uh named Logan. As someone who lives in Tampa Bay, I can attest that no one who lives here calls it that. It's just Tampa. Not sure why our teams chose that other than rolling off the tongue better. Always love the pod. Talk later, Logan. And also, this is my major screw-up. Dan, I love the pod. Boomsies, a solid goal. I have to ask about Peterborough. You said the following. Every road has a street on it. Yes, I was uh, I was talking about the storm that hit. And I said, every road you turned down had a street on it. I meant a tree. So I apologize for that. He said... Uh, uh I'm from the very dirty schwa and our roads don't have streets on them. Please explain, Dan. Cheers, Jeff. So as soon as I I heard that, I uh I knew I really missed up. I had a question. But I, I had a question. Is this the greatest Stanley Cup playoffs ever? I think it might be. People that say, this isn't playoff hockey. I want a 2-1 game. Uh, no, I don't. And and people that want 2-1 games, you're lying to yourselves. The oh, Four goals in a minute 10? That's garbage. You, you want to watch a chess match instead of a track meet? Come on! If you look at the Conn-Smythe winners from like four or five years ago, Patrick Kane won it one year and he had like 21 points. Leon Draisaitl almost had that in one series alone. Bring it on. Keep coming. Come on. And how happy is Gary Bettman? He gets Tampa, New York in the East final In the East family. Had it been Tampa, Carolina, they may not have televised that in the States. And Colorado, Edmonton, man, I've been giddy waiting for this. The the battle of Alberta made me a kid again. It was like the old Oilers jet series. Whenever they met in the playoffs, it was like eight, six games. There was the whiteout. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Goalies, you don't know if they're ever going to stop a shot. Who cares? It's fun. That's what sports are supposed to be, is fun. Instead of struggling through a one-nothing game. Oh, they played them defensively. That's how the game is supposed to be. I don't want that. I want entertainment, which is what sports is. And for a guy that only takes the over, oh, baby, it's my nirvana. I took the over in in that Oilers-Flames series. Uh, By the way, my daughters were sick of me walking around the house because on game day for Flames-Oilers, I'd be like, it's the Battle of Alberta tonight. They're like, if you say that again, I'm going to slap you across the mouth. They didn't say that. They aren't sassy middle-aged women, but they're like, enough. We get it. The Battle of Alberta is tonight. Yes. We got it. But they could they could see the joy inside me. And now we have McDavid and McKinnon. Mike Smith against Who's the color. Patrick Waugh. No, it's not Patrick Waugh. Peter Budai. No. David David Abisher. Mike Smith against David. No, that doesn't sound right. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Former Red Deer. He played in oil country. Red Deer, although it's kind of the Switzerland of Alberta. You're right in the middle. You got your A&W. You got your Calgary that way. Your Edmonton that way. And then... Uh, COVID-causing wedding parties. Remember that during the the height of COVID? Someone had a party in Red Deer at a hotel and the wedding party gave COVID to everyone? That sounds like a party and a half. A lot of making out going on. Darcy Kemper from Saskatoon. So this is a tough one for his family. Because if you live in Saskatoon, you either cheer for the Flames or the Oilers. Most cheer for the Oilers, I think. Or maybe you cheer for the Blues. Because at one point, Saskatoon thought they were getting the Blues. Wild Bill almost brought them to town. Because uh, not a lot of Avs fans in Saskatoon. But maybe they are now because Darcy Camper is between the pipes. Had the over in the rangers Canes game, Game 7. I already mentioned that. seats, Celtics-Heat, Game 7. The over hit with the last free throw of the game. I love that. You're like, man, they're pretty good on these lines. They're pretty good making this total. 195 and a half, free throw goes in, 196, game over. Jays are rolling. Like most of Canada, haven't... Paid much attention to them. Uh, they're rolling. Uh, great stretch of sports happening right now. The Indy 500 went this past weekend. I didn't see it, but I know a guy who did because he was there. <laughs> My friend, <laughs> Rutledge Wood. You, know, you don't typically get a lead
0: in where a person acknowledges like, hey, I didn't see anything you did this weekend, but you you were there.
1: How was so I, I'm I'll done pretending. It. I've talked about this on the podcast when I used to do a sports show. You had to pretend like, yep, I watched this game. I watched that game. I watched it all. And now I say, I didn't see it. I didn't have time. <laughs> well, it's unfair. If you think about baseball and hockey,
0: there's just so many games happening every single day. It would be impossible to. Here's what I'll tell you, dear. Uh Great, great Indy 500. What a blast I had.
1: So Indy 500, Art Man, our good friend, said it's on his bucket list of an event to attend. Rutt, would you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's... We had 300,000 people there yesterday. There's a thing called the Snake Pit, which is like a... It started out as like a concert venue that's happening at the same time. Now it is like this EDM rave fest where... Okay, Rut,
1: let me stop you there. Sure. I was driving to golf. And BPM, which is the EDM station on Sirius Satellite Radio... Right. ...had live from the Snake Pit all the sets... I had goosebumps, and I'm like, our <clears throat> guest was Dead Mouse was there, Galantis, Martin Garrix,
0: Steve I Aoki. was,
1: oh my goodness, that was a lineup, and you had a race. What is going on? It's crazy because you'd have
0: no idea if you went just for that, you'd have no idea that one of the greatest races in the world is happening at the same time. Dale Jr., Dale and Her Jr. and I went there in, I think, 2019, and we were shooting earlier, we were like 9 a.m., and there was already people passed out who had overpartied pre-9 a.m., which really sets the bar high. Uh, This weekend, we were there closer to 11 o'clock, and man, it's just so many people having a blast. The music was incredible, but that's basically just inside the track of Turn 3, and you know, it's the largest sports venue in the world, and having been there in 2020, when there was only like 350 of us all in. I felt how awkward and, and cold and chilly that feels. And then yesterday, 300,000 people. And my boss had this brilliant idea. There are these swan boats, these paddle boats that are kept downtown in Indy. And he threw out, wouldn't it be funny if we had rut in one of those? And I assumed that there's no chance he could make that happen. I was wrong. I was wrong. They <laughs> they rented a U-Haul and a U-Haul trailer, and they had five people pick up this boat, take it up a flight of stairs, and bring it to us. And I can tell you, seeing the Indy 500 from a swan boat, uh, paddle boat, was a pretty interesting view. Okay,
1: so that's a bucket list item. <laughs> Another bucket list item that Art Man said, and you were just at it, Kentucky Derby. Oh. Would you agree with this bucket list item?
0: Yeah, so you've never been? I have never been. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, first off, it's it's just insanity. It's like a 1940s fashion show meets the craziest college party you can ever remember. Like it's I've never seen more attractive people barf in trash cans in public. <laughs> <laughs> that just I mean, everyone's dressed to the nines and they're so housed that it you know, I'm obviously there Working So I'm sober, Sally, looking around like, okay, cool. What's going on here? And it is just like, you just watch these people just drop because they have this drink there called a mint julep. Like, let's say this is a a glass you'd get a mint julep in. Mm -hmm. They put ice in and then they fill it with bourbon to here. Then they put a splash of simple syrup to here. And then they put a piece of mint on top. <laughs> now, you know, that's not a drink. That's a glass of bourbon that someone sweetened up and put mint on top. So it makes sense why people are just out of their minds. But it's, it's so crazy to watch people get so excited for this. Oh, my gosh, it's happening. And then it's done this year because Rich Strike one came from the back. And you probably saw the way yep. those horses move. I've never seen anything like that. It, it was like Dale Jr. at Talladega. Like, it was a run that you can't make sense of. But I've been there when there's been like the the favorite one and smoked everybody and everyone goes crazy. I've been there when there's drama and people are like, what oh, just happened? This is one of those ones where it was like quiet confusion. Everyone's like, I did – did you – what horse was that? Like the whole place was He was just-
1: barely on the screen. You watch the replay and you're like, where's yeah. the horse? Oh, he's back here. Is he even in the same race?
0: And you can't ima- – like I can't imagine the pressure or the, maybe it's the lack of – you know, that horse – that was supposed to be 20 scratched and it got moved up to 20, the number 21 the day before. So there are always other horses that are ready and able to compete if they get that shot, but it doesn't happen that much. Maybe a couple of
1: them. Yeah. I compare it to uh, usually your best round of golf is after you haven't played in a couple years. So you, you don't think about it too much.
0: Absolutely. Just <laughs> that's what the that horse was run. doing. He's
1: like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> to me, it was
0: also a little bit like that movie um um was it Angels in the outfield? like it was one of these things, where you were like, they're just physically, how is this possible that every like other horse moved within inches to make this perfect path happen like it was it you were just like well, there's something going on there that is amazing. that's cool to watch uh,
1: I'm glad you mentioned Talladega. I wore this shirt just for you. I've got You're uh, the best. it's I've mentioned it before. Talladega is my favorite track, and you mentioned how Kentucky Derby. Is hilarious because all these people dress very nicely, uh, puke puking uh, trash cans. I've seen that at Talladega. They aren't dressed nicely though, but it's still a great track. Talladega right. is on my bucket list. Luckily, I've scratched that one off.
0: Yeah, and I think I tried to meet up with you when you were there. I think we were trying to get together. I think uh, Talladega at Halloween is a uh, that's a trip. Opener. That's a real. That's one of those ones where you walk away going, you know what. People are different than I thought. Uh, most human beings are different than I had originally calculated. It, Talladega, the Talladega infield does remind me a lot of uh, the Kentucky Derby. But to your point, it's on different sides of the clothing scale. Um, Talladega, you have like the younger crowd that has the um, cut-off jean shorts, pockets hanging out, both men and women, some ironically, some non-ironically, uh, and then cowboy boots. But then you also see like there's the – um, I can't remember his name. He's a firefighter. He wears just a Goodyear tire
1: on I've seen suspenders.
0: Him. Yep. <laughs> who is my man's built like a brick house, I believe the kids call yeah. it. Um, but he's dude, he's an awesome guy. I've seen him every year I go. It's just Talladega is another one of those ones that I will give people some guidance. If you're thinking about going, don't stay across the street because we don't we aren't even like allowed to step foot over there. That's where like if you piss the wrong person off, they're gonna burn your trailer to the ground. <laughs> And everyone would be like, he, Ricky told you don't do that. And you did it. That's on you, bud. So yeah, infield, Talladega, everyone should go to.
1: That's where I first discovered there's uh, there's camping money. Then there's Talladega camping. And what is it? Millionaire's Row? Where all yes. the, the uh, hundred thousand. Oh, no. That, those RVs would be half a million probably. Easy. That was yep. insanity.
0: Well, because the other part is the way people end up parking is you'll see like an old school bus. It's kind of where school buses go to die, right? <laughs> yeah. You'll see an old school bus that is just haggard. You can't believe it made it next to like a million dollar Prevo. Then you'll see another school bus where someone has made this incredible structure out of it. Maybe the side folds down. It's a stage. There's a rooftop party. Like it's just the most – creative group of people and really they're nascar fans what i've always loved covering the sport is they're like nomads for a party there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of places i think left in the world you can go with no place to stay no food nothing to drink and within minutes you can make lifelong friends who are just there to have a great time like where else do you see that
1: yeah i mentioned this i think the last podcast it's the the one and only place i've ever had boiled peanuts it, I it, took, it took like five minutes. The, the This guy's next to a barrel. Of course, you want to stop and talk to him. Oh, so sure. he says, you want some boiled peanuts? And I'm like, was that now? You want some boiled peanuts? And finally, his, his friend translated. And I had some of those boiled peanuts. I wouldn't put them on a menu at a restaurant, but they were good. <laughs> it's funny because down here, if you're at like a
0: fair... Or um, or a little town side of the road gas station, there's always a guy selling boiled peanuts. And it. I assume it's it, – I never thought about that. Growing up in Alabama and living in Georgia the rest of my life, like boiled peanuts have just always been around, been a thing. They're in a lot of gas stations in like a little warmer. I wouldn't get those. You really need the authentic thing. But they have flavors of them. But is there like a Canadian equivalent of like a roadside treat that no. we would think is weird? There's not.
1: We have nothing like that. No, and do you ever ask what was in the barrel before they boiled the peanuts? Or no, that's just that's just a question you, you don't ask in life. You don't, you can't
0: ask that one. You can't. Also, we had a peanut shortage last year, so then like boiled peanuts were really expensive. And to be fair, if you've never had them before, they will go through you like a laser beam if you aren't ready because they are. Uh, it's a green peanut, right? It's it's a fresh peanut in shell that's essentially boiled in a mix of uh, salt. And more salt, sometimes other flavorings, but mostly salt. And my kids love them. They're fantastic. But boy, they will go through you like
1: a bullet. Yeah, I compared it to every spice that they have in their kitchen they put in there as well. Uh-huh. Um. So we don't know what's in that, uh, the sauce for boiled peanuts, but you can tell us what's in the mixture in Flora's Lava. Go.
0: Oh, great. Oh, you
1: mean the lava?
0: Well, it's, um, it's lava. And I'll tell you, just like I tell every child that asked me, uh, I got online, got a great deal on it on Craigslist <laughs> and uh, it's magic. So when people fall in the lava on floors, I don't know where they go, but I see them like two hours later in the hallway. They seem very happy. Their clothes are dry. Uh,
1: see, you're doing everything that I looked it up on Wikipedia to try find the, and they say, nope, they don't discuss what the lava's made of. And I did find out that they tried to make a glow, but then they found out that it turned toxic. So they didn't do that. They kept it safe for humans to go into.
0: I want to point out that Wikipedia may not be the absolute gospel because it one time said that I was the world hacky sack champion. <laughs> so Are every you not? interview... I am not. I'm decent. Here's what it is. I never smoked weed. So I'm not a great hacky sack player. I'm decent. I'm like the guy that didn't smoke weed good at hacky sacking. So um, you just I think you need to have that ability to sit for hours in a circle with your friends doing nothing like kicking one. But every interview I did for Top Gear for years, it would be like, hey, we've got a from Top Gear US <laughs> and the world hacky sack champion. And you're like, guys, that's not true. That's not true. I don't believe, I know that it's, I know that the lava won't hurt you.
1: Does it have Some an people, odor?
0: Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I mean, kind no. of, you know, like, like, it smells like Pompeii. I
1: don't know what that is.
0: Too soon. Pompeii, a, a lovely place um, in uh, in Italy that was covered in, uh, in lava. Oh, and, okay. Uh, kind of froze everyone.
1: (laughs) Sorry guys, too
0: soon for that reference. Too soon. Our history buffs
1: got that one. Um, I also found that a lot of uh, TV studios didn't want to do it because they're like, this is shows too messy.
0: Yeah. It's the first season we shot in an old Ikea in Burbank, because when you're trying to find a, a a haunted layer that can hold 90,000 gallons of bubbling liquid hot magma, hard for a lot of people to be like this sounds like a great idea you should do that here so uh it was a little tougher there but i think a lot of people had shot in that old ikea they had built a new one so mm-hmm. in the room where you go in and everything's stacked turns out that can hold a lot of weight but this time so, we, so we were... when
1: you originally shot there there was probably some old meatballs in that lava i checked i checked
0: <laughs> they were okay i mean you know it's still for three bucks what a deal right it's i mean, it's
1: hard to shake a stick at so you guys brought a kid's game to life because everyone's played Flora's Lava as a kid. So you mentioned you don't smoke weed, but do the creators of Flora's Lava <laughs> smoke weed?
0: You know what? There's an incredible gal named Megan who had this idea and had played as a kid. And she's really the one that brought it to light. I, I sometimes look at these things. And go like, y'all either love everyone or you hate everyone. Because some of them are so impossibly hard. And this season, all the rooms are different. There's also a gigantic volcano at the end. So two teams have to compete head to head. And you can't, it's hard to put into words what the anxiety and the adrenaline gets created. The moment this lava starts like bubbling up and churning. And you're trying to think like, I got to get way over there. And no one ever sees a room before they start. So like you can't plan out and be like, all right, PJ, you go this way. Chuck, you go that. It doesn't work like that. You just all of a sudden go, oh, man. Plus, we have this season a thing called an exit pass. So everyone has to get to these things. And it it's like you can't leave the room if you don't have an exit pass. So the game got harder, more creative. The teams are insane. It's just so much fun. As you know, we get to do a lot of cool things in this line of work. Excuse me. But um, this is this is
1: insane that I get to host this. Uh, when's the new season start on Netflix <laughs>
0: on Friday, June 3rd, it'll be out. And, uh, I hope everyone watches all of them all the way through and then. Swatches them again over and over. Oh, I, I think- can't wait.
1: So people are going to see you on, on that. And then the NBC coverage of NASCAR starts up in June as well.
0: That's right. We'll be at Nashville. Do you want to come?
1: Uh, I would love to go to Nashville if producer Tim allows me because Nashville is a hoot. I've never been to that track. So I wanted to ask, Uh, Do you look at your, I know you love going to every track, but do you look at your schedule and say, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there.
0: Absolutely. Cause there's, I mean, even, even the tracks I've been to a million times, it's, it's that weekend. It's that race. It's those people that make it so special. Nashville is a really fun one. I'm so glad it came back. Uh, We're going to road America. Uh, July fourth weekend I've I've been there once before racing a Toyota minivan, a Sienna, what I did a thing called One Lap of America, which is like a um it's like a legal cannonball run, but you go way too fast everywhere. But uh I've been on that track in a minivan, so to see cup cars on there I think will be really cool. It, you know, the shakeup that happened kind of two years ago when we couldn't go west as much, what it did create was this ability that said, hey, maybe we should go to some places we haven't been in a while or we should kind of move the schedule around. And I do think that that is something that the, the sport has really benefited from going to St. Louis. We're going to Gateway. That one's not our race. We take over in Nashville like we talked about. But I just love the variety of the tracks. It's so fun. You know, Bristol is one of those places. You've been to Bristol, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Bristol, it. baby.
1: It's Bristol,
0: yeah. baby. It is. And you know, that's, I mean, it's insanity, but watching all these people race in basically your cereal bowl is just bonkers. So yeah, I, I do. I love the changes. I love the variety of it. I think, I hope they'll start moving the all-star race around. I think that would be cool um, to just do it somewhere different every year, but variety is hey. the spice of life.
1: So when, uh, when someone wins, they bring you right out. Sometimes you walk out, sometimes you're yes. out in a truck, You come very close to them doing donuts. Have you ever had your life flash before your eyes because you're right there in the heat of the moment?
0: Yes, because I'm friends with so many of these drivers and they know I'm really lucky. I've never positioned myself to be the person that runs up and says, hey, I heard what that guy was saying or there's all this controversy. I just want to have a good time. So when they see me in the back of the truck, for that start line, start-finish interview. A lot of them like Brad Keslowski was the closest one. He almost smashed into the tundra that I was riding in. And there's also this weird, like, well, he's a Ford driver. I'm a Toyota guy. Like, is, is this about to happen? But when they see me, it's like they try harder to get closer and mess with me more. We've got this one camera guy, Jake, who's the one that you always see get in the smoke and run around. And I'm always like, Jake, they're going they're just gonna smoke you, dude. They're just gonna hit you like a ping pong ball. And he, he gets right in there. But it it is I love capturing that moment. Just like the numbers thing. I get why there's a lot of people who think the interview should happen in Victory Lane. You're not wrong, but the fans are over here. Victory Lane is not. And that's to me, that's the big problem. Like you the only reason we're there, the sponsors are really cool, but the only reason the sponsors care is those people in the stand. So mm-hmm. if you don't do it right there for the fans, you're making a huge mistake. So I I love that. It's one of my favorites. I've I've been there when people are throwing things. It gets a little weird, a little awkward, but my favorite Kyle Busch said that in Chicago, I, I saw him like a week later when he had won Chicago, and he was like, "Hey man, you messed up my thing last week. I was supposed to bow, and you got in there too quick." And I was like, "I did." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "Wait, now wait. Is this when you were taunting the crowd, making a <laughs> crying face?" And then he looks at me. He's like, "Well, well. Anyway, I got to do my bow." I was like, "Okay." So turns out because Kyle Larson had bumped into this whole thing, so when he won at Phoenix that year. I go to run in there and he was like, hmm, just moved me with his arm. He was like, I got to do my thing. So he did his bow and I laughed. There were people online that were like, that's assault. I saw Kyle Bush put his hands on you. And meanwhile, I'm like, no, no, that was <laughs> between me and him. He told me, don't mess up my thing. He just moved me out of the other way and then he came and did his thing. I love it. But that, I think that's that energy you get as soon as that win happens.
1: Without naming names, you, you stand next to these drivers after they've just sat in a car for four hours in the sweltering sun, what is the odor like?
0: Ooh, well, you've spent a lot of time around hockey players. There is there is no comparison. I don't know why hockey gear smells. I know, it, is, I,
1: it makes no sense. It's got a very pungent smell and it doesn't go away.
0: No, it is the worst smell I've ever smelled. I had friends playing hockey growing up. I, I've just never smelled anything like that. It is not that bad. But it's also not, like, I think there's probably people who've been drinking in the stands on the sun all day who probably smell worse. It is, um, at Nomex doesn't breathe real well. It's just, it's a damp, it's a humid, it's a humid smell. It's just, you're like, you definitely know they raced for four hours.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rot, right. um, I just wanted to say you are one of the nice nicest people in the industry. We have both met a lot of people in this industry where they're nice to you. In person, then you hear, oh, that guy's a real to everyone else. You are nice in person. Uh, before we started taping here, uh, you wanted to thank uh, Tim and uh, Z Money. said, hey, in case I can't say thank you, that's how nice you are. You take time Aww, for people. Thanks, man. When I sent a message to you and I said, hey, my kids and I, we love Floor's Lava. You sent us a video saying, thanks for watching, Ruby and Sydney. I really appreciate it. You're that nice of a guy. Whenever I'd see you at a track again, I've discussed this before my job with uh, my previous workplace was to take contest winners to races and make sure they had a good time. So I was also having a good time. I would go over to you side of the track. and like, right, what's going on? And you would come over, not, not pretend you didn't know who I was. You'd be like, Dan, (laughs) what the hell are you doing here? So I just wanted to point out that you are a quality human.
0: Well, thanks, man. You you have always been a great uh, friend and supporter of mine. When you didn't have to, we when you guys came down to the U.S. and worked at FS1, I was so excited because I was at FS1 at the time, and I had watched so many clips of y'all. And I just, I just, I just, I just love you. I love Jay. Um, I miss you guys together, as I know the whole world does. And my heart holds a great space for that reuniting one day. But man, to see. Every time you would be at something that I was at for you to reach out to me uh, was just so special to me. And I just, I appreciate you as a human being. You've been a great friend of me, and everything else. You, but I mean, it's so cool to do this. I appreciate
1: You're it. one of the few people that I've seen in Bristol um, and that I've seen in, I think I saw you in Pyeongchang and Russia. So uh, not many people you've seen in those three places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty wild for for a kid that snuck into his job from a Craigslist ad to get to see you <laughs> and those things. I'll I'll take it. I feel good about that.
1: Okay, Rod Flores, lava's coming up, and we'll see you on uh, the NBC coverage of uh, NASCAR, which starts up. When's your first race?
0: Uh, it is a uh, end of June. I think it's a weekend of the twenty sixth, twenty eighth in Nashville. Okay. On NBC
1: in USA, please
0: watch and don't yes. fall in because the floor is lava.
1: Right. Floor is lava.
0: Love you, dude. Thanks. Rot.
1: Yeah, so he covers the Olympics for NBC, does the Floor is Lava, he does the Top Gear show. Great follow on Instagram because he fixes up old cars and just a quality human. Should have probably, if you watch the video portion, he was sitting in front of a picture of himself. We, I, I try not to refer to what you're seeing because 99.9% of the people listening... Or tuning in for this or listening. So that's why I don't refer to the visuals like my hair in this episode. It's my Danny needs a haircut, haircut style. Boomsies, Newsies, Oilers abs. They're going to be meeting for the third time in the playoffs. Avs won in five games in 1997. Don't remember anything about that series. Oilers won in seven games in 1998. I don't remember anything about that series. Lightning Rangers, second playoff series between the two teams. Tampa beat New York in seven games in the 2015 Eastern Conference Final. I was at that game. I was at that game at MSG. There was a game seven in New York. There was a game seven in Anaheim. And I said to my bosses at Fox, hey, wouldn't it be great if I went to both Game 7s? And they're like, sure. So they sent me. I went to that game with Peter Schreger of the NFL Network. He was texting me last night. He's like, remember, we went to that Game 7? Was that just a dream? No, Peter. It was real life. Warrior Celtics NBA Finals. It's not NBA final. It's finals. Warriors making their sixth final appearance in the past eight seasons. Celts are back in the finals for the first time since 2010. Got to look at the totals for that one. Warriors splashing a lot of threes. Jason Spezza has retired. Sad day in hockey. Announces his retirement after 19 seasons in the NHL. 38-year-olds moving into a front office role with the Maple Leafs.
0: <laughs>
1: we played that uh, clip a lot on a show I used to be on. Don't remember the network. Don't know if it's still around. But, so, fast forward to, they're having a big board meeting. Shanahan, Dubis, the ghost of Harold Ballard. And uh, they're going around the room for everyone's ideas. Spets, what do you got? <laughs> Tim, can you get him on the podcast? Z Money, how's that uh, list of my dream guests coming along? We've so far scratched one off the list. Russell Martin retires. I thought he was already retired. He announces retirement from Major League Baseball after 14 seasons. Happy trails, Russell Martin. Tim, can we get him? Okay. This is an interesting one on Boomsies Newsies. 6% of Americans think they could beat a bear in hand-to-hand combat. Here's the interesting thing. So they list a bunch of uh, animals in which... I don't know who did this survey, but they did a lot of animals and they have the percentage of people that say they could beat the animals. You've got a rat. That's an easy animal to beat, but I guess some people are scared of rats, but I don't think a rat could kill you unless there's a lot of them, but one rat. Only 72% of Americans believe they could beat a rat in unarmed combat. (laughs) A house cat. We've got three in this house. Ron appears quite frequently. He bites me. I could take him in a fight, no problem. But a rat, sorry, a cat is a bit more vicious than a rat. 69% of Americans think they can beat a cat. Not 100%. A goose, that's a wild card. A goose, you don't know what they're doing with that long neck. But I don't think they could kill you. Karate chop to that neck. Hey, how's your neck there, Engvald. 61%. A medium-sized dog. Now, this is getting into tricky territory because those dogs are vicious. And a medium-sized dog? 49 percent down the wolf people's 12 percent yeah i think that's high but a grizzly bear six percent said they can take a take a grizzly bear well eight percent said they can beat a lion i think that should be at zero do you want beating a bear or a lion what are you grizzly adams he's supposed to play dead Also on Boomsies Newsies, -newsies, non-newsies, non-sports newsies. Winnie the Pooh horror movie coming out. Pooh has diarrhea. Pooh has turned into diarrhea. That's the horror movie. Oh, sorry. No, there's actually a... This is true. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, will see Pooh and Piglet as the main villains going on a rampage after being abandoned by Christopher Robin. Pooh and Piglet are left without food and become feral. I will watch that. I will watch that before the new Top Gun. I have no nostalgia towards the the previous Top Gun. I've seen clips, I've seen the volleyball scene. I have no, I will not be seeing the new Top Gun. I don't get it. But I, I understand if people are excited about it. But I will be seeing Weenie the Pooh horror movie feral attack definitely and bizarre burger king germany menu a burger king in germany uh, ran a mother's day promotion called pregnancy whopper to help the with pregnancy cravings and they've got some bizarre variations here were their, their german whoppers currywurst <laughs> which is a fish on a Whopper. Tort beef, which is strawberries and beef. Bratwurst and noose nougat cream, which is bratwurst and nugget on your Whopper. Spiegleim banana, which is something and banana on your Whopper. Vanillass in Oliven, which is vanilla and olives on a Whopper. <laughs> What's going on in the Burger King kitchen in Germany? Son which is pickles. A mini pickles on a Whopper? Okay, I'd eat that one. And finally, Fischbein O Parmes. No clue what that is. It looks like Captain Highliner fish sticks on your Whopper. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Wherever you watch your podcasts or listen, it really helps. This is from my heart to yours. Email time. Um, Our man-made guys still on me. They're taking a break for June. As they stock up for the summer rush. They're like, oh, we don't want we don't want to get inundated. But we're we're still there. Man made. Warm on the golf course yesterday. I don't need gold bond anymore. It's been proven. The man made gets rid of the gold bond. Because that gold bond's going in places I don't want it to. Gold bond, you're done. A fan for life, but a man's needs evolve over time. Let's get to these emails here. Hey there, Ripper. Ripper was my nickname as a child because I ripped things. Emailing from friendly Manitoba, home of the highest passhole per capita rate, originally from probably the most forgettable stop on the craft celebration tour, McGregor. Whoa, easy now. We don't. We don't have room for that negativity. McGregor, we had a blast there. Recently in T.O. and saw my first Jays game. I was wearing my Yankees jersey and looking around, one of the hot dog vendors stopped me to chirp my attire. I mentioned I was going to take a peek at the CN Tower, and he said, yeah, that's a tower that was built to keep standing if a plane hit it. Ooh, I took a hard left and walked away. Hot dog vendor guy, you're done. Appreciate your journey and openness to get where you are now. It's helped me through some personal stuff lately, so thank you. Keep it up, bud. P.S. Slogan for man-made. Switch your gitch. John. Hey, Dan. Last week you mentioned you don't have the strength to read long emails on the air, so I'll keep this one short. The Leafs. Thanks. Lonnie. Seems like an odd thing to say that I don't have the strength to read an email, but it's true. Ron, get your cat anus out of my face. Hi, Dan. Love the pod. I miss the old days with you and Jay. Have one question for you. You a big Bing guy. <laughs> also, do you remember Ken from Spanky's? I am Ken. Kind regards, Sam. I thought you were Ken. Not Sam. Hey, Dan, my name is Steve, and I live in Edmonton, although originally from St. John, New Brunswick. Keep listening since the beginning and enjoy everything thus far. Last month, I ended up doing a spur-of-the-moment trip with a buddy to Toronto for Rap 76ers and Jays Red Sox. At the Jays game, I remember you mentioned the craft beer corner around Section 120 and how dead it was. Being a craft beer snob, I had to check it out for myself, and you were 100% correct. No one within 100 meters of it. I had a good juggle. I also wanted to say I'm happy you're doing great in your sobriety, and you're a great role model of perseverance and endurance with what you've gone through. Knowing you can tackle that tells me I can tackle my issues with anxiety and stress, so thank you for that. P.S. Check the future weather forecast before your next round of golf, All the best and keep crushing on the pod, Steve. He was referring to uh, how I went to play golf in my hometown and uh, a tornado hit. Uh, I checked the forecast. It said a few showers, maybe some thunderstorms. They left out the tornado part. Some people got an alert on their phone. Other people didn't. I was one of those. Hey, Dan. I'll keep the email short and point form because long emails, you're done. Too many Go Flames Go last episode. We need a Let's Go Oilers, Flames. You're done. Literally. I don't think I said Go Flames Go once. I had no pony in that race, as I mentioned before. I just wanted to see amazing games. I got it. Sorry, Flames fans. And congrats, Oilers fans. Uh, Who's going to beat Tampa, you say? The Oilers? Boomsies. You used er at the wrong place. Uh, some people send me messages and they're like, they put er at the beginning. But it stems from if you go to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress says, Would you like uh, a drink? Or, uh, do you want to start with some happies? Or? You put the er at the end. There you go. Um. Is it flip the switch or flip the script? I think it's flip the script. I don't know. Right. Loved your guest, Julie stirpink's last episode. Need to have her on again. Twas, too short. That's all. Cheers, Dano. Twas, a word that only gets used at uh, Christmas time. We need to use it year round. Twas, great word. It e- e can sound smart or Like you're stuck in the holidays, which is a good place to be stuck. If you want to be stuck somewhere, I'd rather be stuck in the holidays than somewhere else. Hey, Dan, Tim, and Z-Money. Very much enjoyed the show. Keep it going. One of my favorite things is when media personnel... Should be personalities, but they put media personnel. Ron... Ron's chewing on this email. Uh, one of my favorite things is when media personnel are truly laughing during a show and have trouble continuing on. You have also been the reason I've been I've ever Googled a pair of underwear. Do you think they'll ever bring back the mascot Slapshot? Cheers, guys. Derek from Truro, Nova Scotia, home of our good friend, Jonathan Torrens. A place, Truro, where I pulled up in my RV in Jonathan's driveway. And parked it for three days and then destroyed his bathroom. Ah, uh, can't wait to get back in the RV, go down and see Rutt with uh, Z Money and producer Tim. We can do that. As long as that thing has Wi Fi, we can do the podcast from an RV. Tim is a horrible driver. He is not allowed to drive because he will get us lost. Uh, This is a true story. Once driving with Tim uh, in which he found out we were going the wrong way, he turned around in a driveway and proceeded in the direction we had just been going. He got turned around on a turnaround. I had never seen it before. I have never seen it since. So Z-Money... You got the wheels, uh, you got the keys to the RV. We'll bring Ron along. That'll be fun. Ron biting. Oh, look at the hair just flying off here. Ron just biting Z money while he's driving. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it, It'll be like uh, Toontz's, the driving cat. And then we'll drive over a cliff. A cliff, not a cliff, a cliff. And that'll be the end of Boomsies. But we'll die doing something we loved. Did you not get the HR email? No biting. Biting's not allowed. I'm sorry. It's annoying that I scream. It annoys me. But it effing hurts. Okay. Stop. Jeez. I lost my uh, thing here. There we go. Thanks for listening this week. Enjoy Edmonton, Colorado. And enjoy Bolts
0: Welcome Rangers. Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Live from Orno in the hot of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.